0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. group. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. People have told stories of the strange and supernatural for centuries. The tales of the
1: restless dead return to haunt the living whispers of damned souls doing the devil's bidding on earth, rumors of inhuman things that still hunt the old forests, untouched by the glare of modern life. There may be more to these stories than you could ever imagine.
0: Join us tonight as we delve into the deeper truth inside these mysteries.
2: Hello and uh, welcome to
1: the realm of the supernatural. How the devil are you all? Indeed, hope you've all had a great week. Yes. We've had some, uh, oh we've just been doing some interesting shows, haven't we? We have. We've got yes. Past lives coming up. Yep. Uh, we've uh, listened to Chelsea's going to be on that one, doing the paranormal news and that yes. one. Yes.
2: We've just uh, mm. spoken to Dale. Mm, Again, that'll be.
1: Yeah, Dale Harder, which Dale you may Harder. remember from previous shows. We've done a couple of shows, then now yeah. he's the E.T. Yeah. He's
2: the Palladian.
1: And then later um, on, I'll be on uh, with uh, Jerry uh, Pauly from Hillbilly Horror Stories, mm-hmm. and uh, Phil Holmes from Scare Podcast. Yep. Uh, we're doing a little show on Loch Ness. Ooh. Uh, Interesting. And other things. And that, actually, we had a poll this week on Facebook, which was... Um, which is more believable, and it was a choice between Bigfoot and Loch Ness, even though it's got Loch, Loch Ness wrong. Well. But um, it, at the moment, and the uh, poll does end soon, but it's uh, 59% Bigfoot. So. Oh! But I was surprised that uh, Loch Ness got 41%. You know? Well. But people believe it. People believe it. Today's show, we welcome on... Deborah Hatswell. And she's going to talk about some... Uh, cryptid sightings, are uh, basically UK Bigfoot sightings.
2: Really, it's really I I enjoyed. Deborah's great, would not she? Yeah, I, I really enjoyed you know, it being on. She, great show.
1: she has got a little bit and uh, talk a little bit of the knowledge. Uh, you know, talk a little bit about the um, the UK in general and our, our relationship with the the woes, the Green Man. Uh, I was, the, the I was quite
2: um, also surprised um, when we got the stats for the Harwood forest. We have in the UK.
1: Yeah, that did surprise me. Um, How yeah.
2: much? Is that yeah. badly farmland? Um, what kind of habitat we've got actually in the UK? Yeah. It's quite. Uh, was it? about was it ninety? No, eighty-four. 18, mm. certainly, Take away the
1: farmland, it certainly makes the idea of Bigfoot in the UK more plausible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. More places to hide. Yeah. Um, so, interesting. Very interesting. So, no uh, reviews or anything to talk about this week, so we can just get straight on the show. But please, if you can and you have the time to do so, please leave a little review. <laughs> it goes a long way to open us up the charts, etc. Uh, and if you want to check the website out, we do put the paranormal stories up there now. So if we do the paranormal news, the stories, uh, the videos, yep. that kind of shit, and the pictures, some pictures cool. uh, will be on the website. So you can just check that out. It's just the uh, Realm of Supernatural podcast com. Yes. Yeah. So, without further ado, we give you... Deborah Hatswell.
2: Right, uh, I've looked on your website and you've got the, the map on there as well. I mean... Yes. What got you into this, you know, first of all?
3: When, honestly, when I was 15, I saw something when I was a young girl um, in a park, and I will go into depth in that in a minute, but it had a very... A profound effect on me it's in a similar way that if you saw um, a ghost or you saw a ufo it not only gives you an interest it gives you this need to kind of a prove it to yourself and be validate it to everybody else so back then i was only a kid i couldn't really do a whole lot of that um but as i got older and i realized that i was finding other people out there that were having these similar experiences shall we say similar description similar kind of habitat where it was seen. Um, And it just, it kind of snowballed into where I am today, in all honesty. Each time I decide that I'm going to pack it in, another witness comes forward. So I decided a long time ago that nobody was collecting these sightings and that they would just go, they would, you know, as the people passed on, the sightings would go with them. So I thought, well... I'll collect them, and I couldn't think of a good way of collecting them. And my daughter's twenty two, and she's quite tech savvy. And she, at the time, we had a map on the wall, and we just, you know, put a red dot on the map. And then she said to me, "Mum, get it onto Google Maps because if you get it onto Google Maps, it's always going to be there, yeah. and you can just, yeah. you know, we at then, We thought we'd probably get one site in a year or something like that. <laughs> so she, you know, so she said, if you end up with about thirty, you'll get confused. You'll know where they all are. And as I started adding them to the map. I realised that they were roots were farming, which seems incredibly strange, I know, to anybody that's new to the subject. Yeah,
0: yeah.
3: But if we're going down the line of these are like corporeal or pre- flesh and blood, because there's a lot of theories, isn't there? Yeah. But yeah. if, yeah, if they are flesh and blood, we should be seeing lines of travel, and we seem to be seeing lines of travel. That's what I've noticed over the last three years, as it, as it so many on there now. And was we that... Don't
1: I was just going to say, was the was the lines of travel based around uh, you know geographical features like waterways?
3: Yes, most yeah. definitely. Estuaries seem to be um, very popular for some reason. Maybe it's excess food. It's so much. You know, it's a diversity. I'm unsure. Estuaries like the Thames on the Medway or the Humber on the, in the northeast, all across the UK. There are little clumps of say hotspots, shall we call them, around the estuaries, and they seem to follow the rivers inland, using them as a kind of motorway, in a way. Um, But we did that as the early humans. That's how we foraged and travelled. We used the estuaries and the rivers and we moved with them. We always lived on the coast, yeah. Yeah, and the Americans, the, the Native Americans, they say about their Sasquatch, that they followed the rivers, and the Native Americans learnt to live on the land by following them, and that's how they learnt. That's in their oldest tales, like the tales of the Genosqua and things like that. Is that they actually call them the Water Men? Yeah. Because they were normally seen around water. Yeah, but en- yeah, but energy. Water is an awful, uh, a massive form of energy. Absolutely.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So really if we're going down the
3: that maybe they are they are of the spiritual sense or that they can connect with the earth's energy. Water and estuaries is a place where a massive amount of energy is made. So it could just be that, because as I said, well, can go into the theories. There's quite a few of them, isn't there? Mm, but for yeah. me, that's, it's gone from this little sighting at 15 of me going, but I did see it, and people saying, well, you clearly didn't. It was yeah, just an almost yeah. maniapotre. Yeah. I've managed to find other people, not only in the UK, but in my actual town, which yeah. is a, a validation for me. When somebody else comes forward and says, well, actually, I saw it as well, and then another person does that, and another person does that, and another person does that, you have to start looking at these anecdotal accounts, as they call them. It's not easy, as you guys will know, yeah. in a, cla- a working-class town to put your hand up and say, I've seen a monster, you know? Yeah, you no, get...
1: yeah, that's not
2: advisable. <laughs> I think the highest... The, I think the highest um percentage of ghosts you'll find near a river mm. or water castles mm. castles yeah. are, are classical yeah. uh places you know or yeah, hospitals no, hospitals uh, are always yeah. near water
1: it's ufos as well yeah uh, yeah so, so water, yeah.
2: there's something there for a, a hot spot i don't know a portal there we are. could be, could could be. be. Yeah. but something with the water with energy I mean, like it makes sense, doesn't it? Stonehenge. Yeah, it
3: does. There are many accounts around Stonehenge, yeah. that I was just going to say that to you. Yeah. The other thing that these accounts match up with are the ley lines
2: yeah.
3: and ancient springs and things that we considered sacred back then, Hillfort, yeah. Standing Stones, Megaliths, anything with an ancient... Connotation yeah, and I'll... a build-up of that kind of energy. There were our sightings around it. I've actually started matching them together.
1: And I mean, this comes up regular. This, um, this, you know, the. Um ley lines and the, the yeah. and ancient burial grounds and this kind of stuff, but the, yeah. the, the the I think people sometimes get confused because they think that they're attracted to the burial grounds, but they they actually it's the energy, yeah. They, yes. the, the burial yes. the, the burial grounds are in the very same place they are attracted to for the very same reasons uh, Yeah, we uh, we would
3: have been attracted to them as exactly. so, so, uh, so that's why we put our rather than our, them being attracted
1: yeah.
2: to the. I had a, a healer friend. Right. Well, was a spiritual medium, and she was uh uh she used to draw. She's now a spiritual artist as well. Mm -hmm. And she's actually took physical photographs, just off random, of the, you know, of the, uh, of the, the, of the plate, the earth, Mm -hmm. uh, of the ground. And you can, she said, look, you can, and she's she's taken, it's like a a wisp, but you can see it's kind of a a flow of energy. That is the ley lines. Some people can see them and some people can't. That is
3: the the, the earth's energy. You can see them. I've seen photographs like that. Yeah. Yeah um and they're absolutely amazing it,
2: yeah the different It's a flow isn't it deb it's kind of a different it, flow yeah. it's different color
3: um, definitely and we're starting to think that maybe instead of sticking gopros out there and running around with tech what if we started to take some spectrum light photographs mm. and let's see what we can pick up in maybe the you know the different spectrums and we can some people can see these earth energies And I have noticed that many of the people who are witnesses, and people will argue this with me day and night, but it's what I have noticed. Mm. People who are good with animals or are very in tune to nature or what we, most people would class me as a hippie dippy. I like my green man. I like the old history of the UK. that It's very important to me that. And I work with energy. I work with runes. That's my thing. That's what I do. I'm noticing people that can not only tune into the Earth's energy, but can tune into an animal's energy. Yeah. Because um, all well, us humans can do that. We can well, all, all
0: connect a person.
3: You know, we meet a person and we instantly know whether we're going to gel or not. Yep. That's, yeah. That's yeah. that. You know, that was what some people would call the woo. That would have kept us alive as a Neolithic man. Yeah.
1: More... <clears throat> you no. Know? Choked to death. There. So it's more like uh, an intuition thing, isn't it?
3: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it may be. I call it my animal brain. Like when yeah. you back then, as a stone age man, as dusk was coming, your hearing, your eyesight, your you sense of smell, even the touch of the floor to your feet. When yeah. you walk bare feet, ground you yourself, your bar, and you pick up on so many other signs. In
1: yeah, I was gonna say, Dave, David Ike's always saying, um, yes, we, we see the visible light spectrum part that we see is not five percent is it there's, there's yeah, 98% exactly. we don't see <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: yeah, that's incredible we, isn't it when you
1: think well, you that's,
2: tie that that's with your that's not with your physical eyes this is with your mind's eye this is where we yeah. come, we're supposed to use I think this is where mm-hmm. the, the the it came in 666 mark of the beast I think that's when our yeah. eye closed and our physical eyes opened that's when yeah. we lost it I think that's what it means
3: I do. And I think in the UK, what people don't realise is they have been robbed of a history. There is a history of the green man in the UK from the very first century. And
1: the wood yeah.
3: Yes. And we were known across the world as the island of giants, because not only did we have giants, our men were considered giants. And when the Romans came for the first time, we stood on the beaches and defended our country and away they went. But but unfortunately, 90 years later, they came back and they were ready for us and they split the tribes and that's how they took over England. Mm. And they took our history. The green man, the earth, the field, the sky, the moon, that was our God. That's what we worship. We worked with that season and it brought us bounties. And that was made illegal. You could be put to death for doing that. And even today, if you say that you are a pagan or a Wiccan, there is a connotation within that that people think, ooh, you know, that's a bit black magic i I'm not going down that route. Mm, that was yeah. natural for us, Brits. Absolutely. We yeah. were in tune with the earth and the yeah. river and this, everything. And yeah. we, that's how we live, you see. They've
1: really done uh, you know, a good job of reverse psychology. <laughs> well, we there, to it? Maria. Exactly, yeah. yeah. We, was, we was talking to Maria, weren't we? And she, was, she,
2: she told us about the Druids, which I didn't know about.
0: Exactly, And uh, yeah. the,
2: the extermination. Well, the, yeah. We talk about yeah. the Jews. But what they did to the dru- Druids Druid, was absolutely exactly. exterminated most of them, didn't they? Mm.
3: And And not just that, they exterminated them from our, so you're not taught it in school. No, no, no. The blood that ran in those, this is going to sound really dramatic to some people, but the blood that ran in those Druids runs in your veins now. Yeah. And in the same way that Native Americans are trying to pull back and say, no, this is our land and we want to go back to the old ways. Yeah. The people in Australia are doing the same thing. People in New Zealand are, and people in the UK mm. are doing it finally. Yep. They're saying, hang on a minute, everything I'm being taught is by a Roman.
0: Mm.
3: And what went on before, you know, what, what were my original people? What were they like? And I think we lived very much like what we would call the woodworth. Yeah, We lived within the woods because we were used to being there. Mm-hmm. The Romans said coming to England was hell. It was one forest from tip to toe. Where a squirrel could cross without touching the floor, and there was no food to eat, and the weather was, you know, like horrendous events, like you (laughs) know,
1: still is. We didn't get that bit wrong.
3: Yeah, we thrived in that. That was our, yeah, exactly. That was our natural land, and we thrived in that. And I kind of mixed the Green Man and the Woodroose and the Big Fort and all the things that people see into that because they're seeing them for a reason. I think. Mm. I don't think they just every one of them is an accidental. Because you wouldn't have, some people see them and that's it. It never enters the head again and they walk away. Other people like me become obsessed. I've
1: seen seen that in quite a lot of accounts where it's almost like it was letting them see. I don't know if that's the right way to explain it, but yeah, Yeah, you almost get that impression, don't you?
3: Yeah, that's how it feels to me. I think the,
2: the Romans knew the magic. They knew. They I think I think the first time when you said to me, when they came the second time, I think they had their priest priests with them or whatever they knew they 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 knew there was magic here. They couldn't do anything without their
3: And we'd then gone from
2: whatever. They they
3: picked the right period in time actually. Before that we were very much clan and there was no we or I and there was no gender roles. Hmm. Whatever you were good at you did. And everything was for the benefit of the clan. Yep. And you travelled together and you came back together. And then when we started to settle and farm, it became more about me and I and what I have. And that's when the infighting comes. You've got the Briganti tribe and you've got the Icena. And they're all fighting amongst each other to win all of Britain. I mean, at one point, Wales stretched further than Cumbria. The reason Cumbria is called that is because of the Cumbrian, meaning Wales. It was Welsh land. (laughs) <laughs> um yeah. and people don't realize this no i think. didn't know that we had yeah. all of these tribes you can actually look up your area um i'll pop a link over to you later you look at your area and it'll tell you what your tribe was <laughs> and you can you know you can maybe trace your hand don't forget we've got vikings mixed in we've got psychic Sa- uh saxons we've got yeah. the whole you know everything's mixed in but at the very bottom your native brit would have been very similar to the wild man of of what we are seeing today, mm. I think we would have had better muscles. We would have had better food. We were probably a bit hairier.
1: It's like because we are almost taught the opposite to that uh, yeah. at school because we're almost taught like um, we were savages.
2: That's yeah, we're not, what we're not, told. No, I was going to say savages. You know, obviously, yeah. we've
1: got like an immigrant uh, situation at the moment, and obviously, yeah, it's quite but political. We, but yeah. you're always told, you're always told. You know, you, you're immigrants. You know, you're Viking. You're this, but yeah. we, we were actually here. I don't want to. This sound too xenophobic, like, but we were actually here before those people came. You know, the yes, of course we were. Yeah, so
2: they, they, they were. They was the savages. No one else who came here and tried to take over the land. Yeah, yeah exactly. We were the savages.
3: I have that kind of view. It was. We it splits it on its head, and it's also it's like a little bit like um, witches and fairies in the yeah. old days. Yeah. Witches were the good, and the fairies were the wee little. That's right. a better not I can't say that word.
2: Barfield. No, you, you
0: can, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they and are, yeah. You
3: know, it, Disney flipped that on his head, but much, much before that. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, the uh
2: you've got the the word again. It's words terms what they use against you. I mean that like, they people say, Well, it's the occult. You can't go oh, the yeah. occult. But oh, occult only means hidden. That's all it means. Yes, it does. It's, it's not, it's it's not it dark magic. To you. Yeah, but yeah. It, you someone said to you, occult, oh it's black magic, it's always yeah. dark, it's evil, it's demons. I said, No, occult just means hidden. It does.
3: It it just means me, and it means denied to you, so taken away from you, and driven underground.
2: What's that word goes out and it put out in in the media as "oh, it's evil." Don't don't say that word.
3: Yeah, it is propaganda, and it's been propaganda since Mm. the Romans came here because they brought the church. And for anyone Mm. that's out there, I'm terribly sorry. I am not having a go at your religion. I am just saying. You know, I'm just saying that another religion was forced upon my of ancestors. Of Abs-
2: absolutely, yeah. You
3: know? So I think that if we went back to the beginning of our, when we first walked here, and, I mean, the footsteps in, on Southport aren't there. You can see early man's footsteps in the UK. And if you look at the buildings that we were making around the time, they're very similar to what your Americans, your Russians, your Brits Bigfoot researchers are finding out there in the woods these kind of A-frame shelters that are made of sticks and can be pulled down at whim overnight. And you don't leave a mark on the wood when you go. You move to another place and, you, you you know, you reuse whatever's there. Because everything you need in nature is out there if you know how to source it. Absolutely. So they could be that these are just... I see them as a kind of a brother or a cousin or a lost relative somehow that has managed to keep hold of that life and stay out there unseen. And many people say that is absolutely impossible in the UK. The UK is far too urban for that to ever happen. I have worked done this for like 35 years, and even I didn't realise how little space is built upon. Um, Andy McGrath, many of you will know him, yeah. actually got in touch with the government, and they sent some figures over. And they did, Unfortunately, they're from 2012, so they're not that up to date, but we're only six years out. Mm. And in that, only 6.8% of the land in the UK is urban, are built upon, and Ooh. that includes roads. Yeah.
2: yeah I mean,
3: so that gives way. you a 94% habitual resources out there. Yeah. And because we never leave our towns, and when we do, we tend to be on the motorway, don't we, or on the train.
0: Yeah.
3: And yeah. we just see it fly by. We don't really take much notice of it. Until you're actually out there and you see what the resources are out there, it could actually be viable that, that, you know, what we're seeing is a flesh and blood thing.
1: Hmm. What it percentage, I mean, what percentage of the land is, is agriculture, though?
3: It was, What got the figures here, it says agricultural farmland. Um, only 25% of agricultural farmland is used for crops. Yeah. 7% of that is free land. So and the and the woodlands have increased actually since the 1920s. People say, oh, we've deforested, we've deforested. Since the 1920s, it has increased by 12%. So after the industrial revolution, we have started to rebuild our forests, and there are massive plans to put new forests in. Or uh, up in the north is one. They're spending 25 million pounds on it. Um, I won't see it, but my grandchildren may. You know, there may be a massive forest there one day. I, yeah? I, well,
2: I'm I'm thinking that maybe people now want to get back outside. Yes. Instead of staying in your bedroom with the internet and the PlayStation, people want to get outside and explore, like we used to when we was little. Yeah, most definitely.
3: Do you know Um, how many of those sightings are children outside, building dens, playing on the bikes as lads, in the woods, as I was, messing with my mate in the woods, in a den? So many of them are kids, and then they Mm. have reoccurring experiences, shall we say, as the years go on. You get to my age, I'm just fifty, and you think you look back on your life like that, and you think, I want to go back to being a kid again. I want it, I you so know. Do I. So what we've decided to do is set up some free meetups across the country. Anyone can turn up, just matter who you are. You can stay overnight in the tent, or you can come and have a brew, and you can go home. And we're going to try and do as many. And you don't even have to be into bigfoot. You can just be into. I think I might try that for the day and see what it's like, because I'd like to get more people out in nature. Yeah, like yeah. As many people well, as you can. Back I think out. we're all
2: connected. We're, we're, we're supposed to be connected to Mother Earth anyway. Yeah, I,
3: I, we've, we've yeah, lost.
1: We've lost that. You go on a you go on a decent hike and yeah. the next three four days you you feel you feel great. Oh, you do. Because you're connected, yeah. you know. yeah,
3: yeah. Most definitely. I mean,
1: when was mean, last time you I mean, took your shoes off? My feet were knackered, like. But...
3: <laughs> but inside you feel clean, don't you? Like you've been refreshed, yeah. whole, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: re-energised. You're almost. ready
3: to battle yeah. again. That's how I always look at it.
2: Yeah, and I feel that you. Your, your, I don't know, your emotions are heightened. Yeah. Is that, is that well, I don't know why, but you go out there and you feel like, ah, you just feel you're on alert.
3: Well, it makes oxycodone. you know, the yeah. hillbilly heroin. That, that you actually being outside mm. in the woods and walking amongst the trees is scientifically now proved. They will charge you for it in Japan and what? in America. Oh, yes, it's called wood bathing, and people pay. Well, not
2: tree-hugging. <laughs> not fucking <laughs> the tree. <laughs> like
3: like, basically what we mean? you would call ground you lie I'll on the a, ground, I'll a
1: charge for that.
3: and they charge you. And you also get people who walk people. Now I know you won't believe this, but you mm. can actually pay somebody to walk you around the wood. And the last time I looked, it was forty-five pounds an hour. So somebody like me will say, "This is a gate." This, <laughs>
1: this is. <laughs> this, is this is a tree. This is a bit of grass. This is, is this it... is wild
3: garlic. You know, this Somebody is wood to sorrel. Put a Sandwich
1: and a pot of tea halfway around <laughs> be it's it, That
3: is exactly what happens, Lee. That is exactly what happened. Yeah. Is it? And yeah. you stop oh. halfway round and you eat a little bit of wild food that you've picked on the way and you'll yeah, have some yeah. nettle tea or blackberry tea, depending on what season it is. And you all have a, a, fan, a fantastic hour in a way you no, As long as you don't
1: have to drink your piss like Bear grill. <laughs> no, no, I don't have no, <laughs> hidden in socks. <laughs> let, me just, let me just squeeze my socks out. Uh,
3: the wild man is thriving. He's not doing yeah. Bear Grylls. Let's... No, no, no. <laughs> Let's put it that way. If he was, if only fed way. on what we leave out, he would still have a bouncer. Because oh, you yeah. throw Just so much foxes. food away. Yeah, yeah, there's so yeah. much food left in the fields and that's even before you start on mushrooms and your foraging and what's in the rivers. I was telling somebody the other day and they really didn't believe me. I was out in the country park and it's actually called Clifton Country Park. Day Park. So there's you know, there's a little bit of a hint mm-hmm. in the in the name yeah, there yeah. that what you might see. And the typical four before pulls up and the lady gets out with it, you know, with a Burberry on and the chocolate lab and we're both mooching about, she's looking at me like an alien, because I'm picking, um, I was actually picking wood sorrel. And a deer come out, and she turned to me, and she said, oh, oh, a deer, uh, oh, no, a reindeer, how's that like, got here from Iceland? And I just <laughs> looked at her like she was an alien. She actually thought it was a reindeer. Yeah. I mean, she didn't even know that there was deer in our country. You know, and then you just think, Unbelievable.
2: well, Unbelievable.
3: we need to get people out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is, well,
2: most of us sticking the conservatory stuck upstairs on the mm. 4G, 5G, whatever, and yeah. watching
1: to tv well, it's, it's, it is crazy because like you say you know people don't know this stuff and yet we most people could tell you about the 1920s prohibition you yep. know what i mean and exactly it's, like, it's just useless information look, isn't
2: yeah. oh david like says you know mm-hmm. we live in a lunatic asylum we, we, lunatic asylum.
3: we do, I we, was do. Just, we were just discussing actually with my friend yeah. and we said lunatic. that it's not this world i don't work no. in this world because this world is not for me i should have been born a thousand years ago it just, this is too manic. I can't handle it because I work with I energy. It, it ramps you up, doesn't it?
2: And yeah. it, are you yeah, like yeah. me, you
3: can't go into towns and things like that. I, I
2: hate it, hate it. I mean, I drive, you know, I drive for a living, yeah. I drive, I deliver stuff and all that. And if I go into cities, I just, it's not panic attacks. I just got to get out. Yeah, it's I made, have to get out. It's just hate it just,
3: too much, isn't it? It's awful. Hate it. But in the woods, I come alive. Oh,
2: beautiful. I love it. Yeah, I love it.
3: Well, that's what British Bigfoot has brought to a lot of people. And there are a yeah. lot of people out there who will say, oh, it's ridiculous. She's absolutely mental running around in the woods, you know. Well, to me, you're the mental one because I'm, yeah. I even I have a disability and I can't walk very well. But I still yeah. manage to get out and do the same kind of things that other people do. And it's yeah. brought me so – my health has got so much better. My diet's improved. Um, I've yeah. got a big net of friends now. We're all kind of into similar things. And into different things. So they brought subjects in that are new to me. I'm learning all about flat earth, and I'm learning about dogmen and werewolves and all Mm -hmm. kinds of things that I've never had knowledge of before because those reports come in as well. We do get reports of upright, hairy hominids that have a snout. They have ears on top of their head. They have paws instead of hands and feet, and they have a tail. And they normally go from four feet up onto two. Those accounts come in, and I take them because nobody else is taking them nobody's yep. interested you know they're just letting all this information just oh i'm not it doesn't fit my criteria of my group or that doesn't work for my magazine well i will take everything um and then it'll either be important or it won't but who am i to decide that that will be decided over time i would imagine i also think a lot of reports get re- lost to the paranormal realm because we will get um I'll give you a quick example. There's a paranormal team out in Weirdale. And they're knocking on trees and shouting and doing EVPs. And they get a wood knock back. So they go back to the tent, and they get this screaming howl. Which is fantastic. They're a paranormal team. It's what they want. They've got audio. Brilliant. Next next night, they go back out again. to so do this wood knocking and they get a, a knock to the north. They carry on, they get a knock to the south. And they carry on, and they get a knock to the west. And they suddenly realise that these knocks are coming from all around them. So these ghosts, then start moving the bushes as if they are crawling towards them and knocking on the trees at the same time. Okay. So they get spooked and they decide to go back to camp. And he said he described it as like a horseshoe shape of knocking around them. They weren't encircled, but it was to the sides of them and to the back of them. And those knocks
1: like an ambush. Yeah.
3: yeah, Well almost like a driving you from the
1: area. That
3: area, yeah. Ambush could have happened really really easily if they're, you're in circle, That's really just, just taking them out then. It was more, get away from this area. Um, and at that point, they were continuing to knock and shout and make a, you know, like they do on Finding Bigfoot, doing all this ridiculous stuff. If and you... the, the head guy said, he yeah. turns his head and he sees an eight-foot, completely hair-covered, man-shaped thing. He didn't see the face. It had his back to him walking away from him into the woods. And obviously at that point, they packed up and they went. That got reported as a ghost and it went on the map as a ghost because he is convinced that it was a ghost. What I see is some tribal behaviour. I've heard knocking, so I've come out to see why you're knocking. And then you come back the next night and you come even closer to my home and there's more of you and you're making more noise and more knocking. I'm going to get my friends to come with me while they have a look. And then we're thinking, how do we get them out of here without them seeing us? Well, let's just scare them. Mm. It tends to work 99% of the time. So it spooks you in the wood. You head right out of there, don't you, as quick mm. as you can.
1: Well, that's, I mean, nature. You know, like at rattlesnakes, for yeah. example. Exactly. You know, they'll do the same thing. The, the rattle is to is to warn you. Yeah. You don't, you don't even have to see the snake. No, just the rattle. <laughs> it
3: shows a it. high level of intelligence, doesn't it? That They mm. could drive you from an area. And you would just go away and think it was a ghost. How many times has that happened in the history of the UK? Why do we have woods called the screaming woods of Pluckley? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, it
3: just seems the wild man of Yallam in the 17th century. That's uh, Puddleton Dorset, who was accused of getting many of the ladies of the area pregnant. (laughs) Um, And they still get howls. And whoops yeah. and that kind of, we've got audio from then 2016. Adam Bird got it and that's howls and whoops, the kind of thing you'd hear on finding Bigfoot. Um, not that I'm saying that's where you need to go for all your Bigfoot information. I'm just saying that's generally what people know about, isn't it? That they howl and they whoop and, but there's yeah. all kinds yeah. of <clears throat> strategic behavior that go on with them. And you only get to notice that if you study it for a long time. They tend to, the areas where they tend to be would be what we would pick so that the sun would come up in your enemy's eye so you could be up there on that bank and they can't see you and as they're coming towards you you can just nip over the bank and go so you never yeah. saw there's a lot of yeah. strategics going to things like that um, and it just shows a high to me it shows a high level of intelligence
0: mm.
2: what, was, what, what was your sighting Debbie uh, of then your personal sight, what you've seen
3: in the town where I live, I lived in, uh, yeah. back then when I was a young girl, I lived in Salford and it's a really industrial town. It has a docks at the bottom. There's lots of mill towns. There's a couple of pits there. So mm-hmm. it's just, you know, most okay. people would, 1982. So I was, um, 15 just. I'd have been 15 in the March and this was around about May time. Cause if you remember back then, well, you might not do you're both younger than me. You did well, mock I'm, exams. I'm 52, so right. I'm about
2: your age, But right. So
3: when you do your mock exam, do you remember that
2: yeah. thing? Yeah, well, I, and I, I never went. Yeah, exactly.
3: Well, that's exactly what I did. I thought, well, yeah. what's the point in going in? All we're going to do yeah. is like, watch crap. a film. Yeah, it's crap. Well, uh, our, our school was an old Victorian mansion, and it had grounds of its own. And over the road, there's another Victorian, oh, I think it was Edwardian back then. I traced, managed to trace the land back to the 1590s, and there's this old house, and underneath it is all these mine works. And at the side of it, there's like a massive orange ring. It's got a butterfly house in there and all these exotic plants. And just to the side of that, you've got a, a sanctuary garden. So it's like um, lavender and garlic and all these amazing smells and things that you can eat. And the council own it. So it's kind of been left. Nobody's really bothered with it. It's got all these old, overgrown rhododendrons and privet. You know, just just a great place to be a kid. Yeah. So we duck in what we call this ivy So we duck in there. And we're messing about, it's me and my mate, and we're just having a laugh, just a general, like, being girls. And I noticed about, oh, it was only about half one, two o'clock in the afternoon, it wasn't dark or anything, a slight movement to the corner of my eye, and as I turned, I thought it was going to be a teacher. I honestly thought a teacher was going to go, ha, got you, home. Um, or a lad, you know, one of my mates going, ah, got, I was a bit ready to get annoyed, actually, because I thought, oh, God, I'm in for it when I get home. And as I looked again to take a proper look, I made eye contact with a bush and this thing, man ape, ape man was what I called him then, leant forward. So I could only see him from mid chest. So I saw like his upper chest and his shoulders and his head. And he looked like a man and an ape combined. That's the only way I can put it. I don't really, Mm. the closest I could get to was hide up against this, but it wasn't hairy enough. It would, it would, it was hair covered, but not on the face. He just had, like, wispy hair on his chin. He had a dark, tan, leathery skin. Teeth like ours, square teeth. No canines, none of that. I really remember his jaw muscles. He had really big jaw. I honestly thought he was going to grab me and eat me. That's what went through my brain. Mm-hmm. And his eyes were an amberish colour. But I'd not, none of that I am taking in at the time. At the time, I have made these things, like, leant out of the bushes and looked at me. And without even thinking, I pushed my friend to the floor Obviously, so we would get her first. And I just... <laughs> I know. And I just got off and ran. I ran like I've never ran before. It's not running. I's was crying, No spiritual experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I looked yeah. back, <laughs> A, to see if he'd got her, or B, to see if he'd got her and was then coming after me. <laughs> yeah. So as I look back over my shoulder, he just went back in the green and he was gone. Mm-hmm. And she just lay on the floor screaming like a loon. And I'm running. Get up and run. Get up. And, you know just left her. I just left her for dead and yeah. went home. And when so, I got in... So, go on, sorry. I
1: was going to say, so it was hair, not fear.
3: It was... No, there was nothing I could do. It, my body just reacted. I just was like, oh, my God! Like, And I swore, and I just jumped and ran. Like, as if you turn a corner and there's a bear there, or you turn a corner and there's a lion. It was that kind of... You don't think about it. You, my body just thought leave us you know leave earth for him and you just get yourself out of there which is absolutely awful and i still do feel guilty about it to this day <laughs> and it does come up when we meet it, it gets mentioned yeah. you know you remember that did
1: time she, did she see it then um, uh, i was just asking you uh, whether your friend saw the creature as oh, well
3: right right yes she did and her reaction was to freeze and she just froze and stayed on the floor. And I, I, my reaction was to push her over and just run and just get out of there as quick as I could. And we never really, obviously we had to go back to school. Um, and if I can remember right, it was about, I lay on that bed for an, a day and a half and I cried and I was sick. My mum thought a man had got me and I wouldn't tell her about it. That's what they thought had happened. And I just kept seeing, I've just seen this man ape. it was a man mum. It was covered it. No, no, it's just an homeless man, you just, you know, you're just being dramatic. And there was a real kind of I blamed her and she blamed me, if you get what I mean. Yeah. And we kinda of split as friends, but it does come up in conversation yeah. when I see you now. Because um I mean she's not she just doesn't want any part of this. It's not something for her. I think she's still trapped in the fear, and I'm yeah. not. Yeah, I'm people, ma- people I, yeah.
1: do that, don't they? they? Either go. Yeah,
3: there's nothing like totally, anyone totally can call into me it or you know? totally away yeah. from. It. Yeah, so and weird. it's not just that; it's the ridicule. Yeah,
1: that as well.
3: people ridicule you, and it doesn't bother me. There's nothing anyone can say to me now that I've not already heard. So it doesn't matter. There's not a question out there I haven't been asked, and there's not a name I haven't been called. But it doesn't take the experience away. Ooh. I still have it. I still saw him. So what do I do? Do I hide like I did? I, yeah, I went down on a shady path there for a while. Um, I think it affected my mental health. I'll be honest until I was about 28, 29. And I thought, mm. I can't do this. I cannot not take my kids in the woods. I couldn't go in the woods. I couldn't do stuff that I'd done as a kid, camping and that. I couldn't do it with my own kids. Mm. So there's a point in your life where you think, I either do something about this or I'm going to be like this forever. And one day I'm going to have grandkids yeah. and I won't be able to set them in the woods. <laughs> so it's slow steps back then, really, really slow steps. But that's when I got serious about finding other people. Um, and like I say, I wasn't the only one who saw him in that park. Yeah. Thomas Markham, he runs a crypto crew, all these years later, knows me, I'm, doing, I'm writing, and I'm getting my name out there as much as I can, and I've sent him a couple of American people yeah. who've got older me and said, oh, we've had this experience, do you know anyone? And I've gone, oh, definitely I know the guy for you. gets older me and says, Debbie, you're not going to believe this. There's a woman come forward from your town who says she remembers you seeing it, and she was in her 30s then, and she feels so bad because she never came forward and said, well, actually, I saw what that kid saw, that she's given me a full account. So she describes what I saw was very dark. The hair, what I saw was really dark brown, almost black. But you could tell when the sun caught it that it was kind of an aubany colour. But this is all in retrospect looking back. She describes an eight, she said it looked like a human chimp. And it had orangey coloured hair, like an orangutan, a pot belly. She could see its genitalia. And it was just stood looking at her. It didn't do anything. He didn't approach her. It just kept staring at her. And she turned around with the dog and she went back. And what we know in Salford is a dog entry. She went back down the dog entry and she went home. And she told her husband, and like me, he basically said, you need to get your mental health sorted because, like, what you, you know, you've seen an eight man in the Salford Park, sort your box out. That's kind of what I got. So she's then in her 60s telling this tale. And that was so validating for me. Yeah that, oh, thank God for that, somebody else has seen it. Then another woman gets in touch with me and says, in the 90s, probably around 99, 98, I'm in the banqueting hall in Orland, Beulil, and I'm with this woman, and she has an epileptic shock, and we've got to take her outside, and we're waiting for the ambulance, and there's me and her, and this grey-haired thing that looked like a cross between and a man, and a, like describe it as like an old grey chimpanzee, leans out of the bush and growls at them, and just goes back in which is a similar behavior to what i got but i didn't get the growl I just, he looks as confused as i look Let's, uh, that's the impression i got but as a child i thought he was going to get me and kill me yeah then another guy comes forward and says right i'm riding my bike in 2012 the, 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 the one good thing about my area is it has a natural uh, the Ol valley river Nature reserve runs right through the middle of it, and that's about an hour, about a mile and a half from the park, if that. And there are sluices underneath the park that come out in Clifton Country Park that I mentioned before, where the deer are, and that connects to Phillips Park, and that connects to Whitefield, and then we're up onto the the moors. Then you can yeah. go to, you know, what I mean. You can go yeah. whichever way, Forest of Bowland, or you're onto the moors and go where you want. So he's about two or three miles away from where I'm talking about now, and he's on the bike path with his mate. They're both mountain bikers. His mate stops his bike because he's a bit of a problem, so he has to slow down behind him. And these bike routes are the old railway line. So they're like embankments, and they're really overgrown, and they've Mm. flattened it out so you can get your bike. They're really nice places, actually, to go. Mm. They've rewilded them, so they're lovely. And he turns to his left, to his right, and he sees, as I did, a movement. And he at first thought it was another bloke. So he went to speak and it wasn't. He said it looked like, um, he actually sent me an image over and it looked, it's been used on, um, uh, Michael Merchant used it on a, a Sasquatch video the other week. It was an orangey-coloured, on down and all fours, in that typical gorilla stance, he said. It had a gorilla stance to it and it was thick and muscular like a, a gorilla and it just, obviously, he's like, get there, out of here, let's go, let's go, let's go. And uh, away they go. Two weeks later, he's incredibly brave. He's back out there and sees the same thing. So that put that to bed for him. He's not really bothered with that area since. And then, believe it or not, another lady came forward in 2015. And she's bought her husband some golf clubs for Father's Day. And they're on the Ellesmere Golf Course. And he says, what's that over there looking at us out of the bushes? And she he described what he at first he thought was going to be either a local perf or it was going to be some lads off the estate and they were going to have trouble. He knew that he was being watched from the bushes, so they keep their eye on it all the time. And he describes a typical Sasquatch-type thing. Massively built, very fit, covered in hair, and it was gesturing to him with sign language to say to him, go back, move, go back. And you know when I said I reacted without thinking about it and I ran? Mm. He said without thinking he took a step forward. To go towards it, at which point it let out this scream and clapped its hands to move him off. Mm-hmm. And then he said, even more scary, and he's not his own, he's got his mate with him. What's even more scary is to off to the left, as if to distract them, they hear an accompanying scream. So they look to that, and when they look back, it's gone. Yeah, so that was probably clearly its way of getting out of there. Yeah, that golf course you can get to Beulah Park within about 10 minutes. And my husband actually did it to me to prove a point to me. I'm thinking, how get, how would they do it? How on earth would a seven and a half foot, be airy thing get from that part of town to the other? And he did it about half eleven at night, and he didn't see anybody. And I said, how did you get across these flanks? And he went, I just waited till there was no cars at all, and then I just ran across. Hmm. And he went from every one of the sightings, because then it happened again in 2017. In 2017, you've got a lad out with his dad. And they're on Drinkwater Park again, which connects to this. The Irwell is Drinkwater Park. And he's on one side, and is like a cleared area, and then you've got the full-on woods at the back. And he looks and he sees this thing looking at him. And he described a grey one again. It was grey hair uh, looking back across at him, and then it went. So, it, being curious, he goes over there. He's a lot braver than I am. He goes over there to have a look, to see if he can see anything you're not i mean walking away or anything like that. and he realizes that it's like a really steep embankment mm-hmm. so where it would have been standing it would have had to have been about seven and a half foot tall for him to be face to face on at which point they hear this massive howl he's got his kid with him so they get out of there mm-hmm. and they get home and they're talking and he says to the kid can't believe it that was awful wasn't it? it was all gray and the kid says no it wasn't gray what i saw was dark and he says well it was really big and it was up on the banking. And he goes, no, not the one I saw, Dad. The one I saw was about four foot tall, covered in hair, and it was dark. So they've clearly both seen separate yeah. Yeah. creatures, figures, you know, <clears throat> whatever it is you want to call them. Yeah. And that, is that That's is, we've not had any more yet, but it's only been a year. But if there are any more, I will definitely come back and tell you about them. Yeah, in a little town, yeah. in, in a, a working-class town, you know, we work in men's pubs and clubs and, that, that, and and you see something like that, you know? And I bet and a lot of your listeners will think, well, I didn't see something like that, but I have seen something really weird yeah. and it's kind of stayed with me all my life.
1: I've had a couple of uh, those occasions, actually, and it's only mm. recently, obviously, once we started getting into all this, yeah. that I, I sort of put, uh, maybe I'm putting two and two together and getting six, but...
3: It doesn't matter, just, does it?
1: No, it's yeah. just, um, I mean, one of... One of <clears throat> and I don't, know if I've, I've talked, I don't know if I've said this on the show before, but we were camping uh, in Willsbury Woods, uh, which is just like a little woods around the corner from us. It ain't massive it, by any stretch. Yeah. Uh, and, and this location, this really strange cryptid, which we've mentioned on the show before, has been actually seen there a few times. And again, I didn't know about this when I was, right. was camping there. But this is like... Um, are you familiar with the, ba- the bath from it?
3: Um, No, but I'll look it up on my map, and not
1: <laughs> Yeah. It's like... um. <laughs> It's, it's basically like uh, if you see that goat-headed devil um right yeah, yeah, Anne, yeah. as i would call him yeah, yeah yeah well it's very this creature that was been seen there is very similar to that yeah uh, seems to like to stalk the woods and uh crawl around in the it's like a wheat field there yeah but it, um anyway like say so that well, i found out that that's that, was, that was afterwards but we was uh, we was camping in that woods and for whatever reason that the, the police used to come I don't know if they still do, but they, they used to come on a on a night and just walk around there with torches and make mm. sure no one was in that wood. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so obviously we was yeah, that, so, so we made this campsite and it was um, basically it was like a, a wigwam style, if you like. Yeah. Uh, you know, woven trees around the edge, and then we would put uh, bin bags up yeah. uh, so we could have a fire inside, so no one could see it from the outside. And so we're all there, uh, ravin' our. Uh, Meal and that and it's quite late, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere. Now I know trees fall in the woods, right? Whether mm. you're there, when you, know, but I know. But this tree fell over, right? And it was a big tree, and it just come down, right? And uh, instinctively, and I don't know why, because it's just a tree falling in the woods, yeah. yeah. But instinctively, we just. Everybody, because uh, my mate Tom at the time yeah. was cooking uh, noodles on the fire, you know, pot noodles, type thing, yeah, yeah. And he <laughs> just literally put the pan straight on the fire and put the fire out. And we all looked because it was really weird how it happened. Yeah. Then again, I'm putting two together and getting six here, but it was really weird how it all happened because the smoke just, there was only one way into this. Uh, yeah. circle like it was like this little door that we made and the smoke just trailed through that door right yeah. we was all waiting for that smoke to clear you know like all and just sat there, just there. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah and obviously that's if it... because
3: your brain's picking on something that is there yeah. that's your animal brain so yeah. you keep saying I'm putting two and two together you're not well, your first reaction is normally correct.
2: Yeah,
1: but well, this then is what unigrain, you know. What I mean, jumps yeah. in and
3: pulls it apart, doesn't it? It's, it's just funny because it's, funny it's up on the the same thing.
1: There's four of us there, and we all did the same thing. We all instinctively put the fire out. We all instinctively, you know, watching that opening. Mm. And again, it, I mean, obviously, you don't expect loud sounds in the in the middle of the night in the woods, but <laughs> you know. But, you know um, <laughs> But yeah, the smoke cleared and there was nothing there. But it was just, And I say, years later, I thought about it. Because I've heard of, you know, mm. people yeah. talk about Bigfoot's pushing trees over it, etc. And then there was another occasion, which I have mentioned on the show before, when we stopped, we went out to look at some, uh, it was one of their meteor showers. Yeah. And we got out of town, just a little ways out of uh, Grimsby. Uh, and uh, we parked up in this lay-by. Um, you know, to, to, it was a nice yeah. night, it was paid uh, yeah. there, just out the way a little bit. If, to be honest with you, we could have done we were going a little bit further out of town because it was still pretty, you know, light pollution. But mm. we're out there, we're watching, and it's about two in the morning, I think that's when it was said to start. And then all of a sudden, we're just sat there, and I'm eating a sandwich and that. And uh, <clears throat> as I do. <laughs> and uh, there was a, a, like, I felt like an acorn fell on the, the van roof. Right? right.
0: Like a ding, 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 yeah.
1: ding. And um, I didn't think anything of it because acorns fall from trees all the time. Anyway, maybe a minute or two later, another one fell again. Um, and, you know, again, I think fucking off of it. Uh, and then I get out, I think, and then another one fell, uh, maybe a couple of minutes after that one. Um, but there was sort of, you know, sp- spaced, you know, evenly apart, if you like. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I got out for, I think I got out for a, uh, to have a piss or something, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I get out to, to get out, and then I realised that there was no tree for about 30, 40 yards from where we was. <laughs> there was a hedge hedge row along the side of us. It was like a mm. a small ditch, then a hedge, and then obviously the field. But um and that's all it is there. It's fields all yeah. around there, you know what I mean? It's no But like I say, there is the, the you know sporadic trees all over. But literally on that lay by it was a it was you know a big one, but there was no mm. no trees. It was, I think it was a tree at the end and that was it. So there was I no that yeah, And I, yeah. I just jumped I and mean, when I realised that was there, I thought Hmm. So I jumped back in. Told her, like I said, there's mm-hmm. no, there's no tree. And she said, "You're joking." Yep. I said, you get out and have a look?" And she won't get out. <laughs> uh, but I, then, I, but for whatever reason, I felt like it was because obviously this is before hmm. I knew how I think about Bigfoots and stuff like that. But um, I just thought it was maybe some sort of homeless guy, or you know, yeah, but, somebody,
2: yeah, in, yeah, yeah. will be messy. Though, And isn't
3: you? it strange no. how you didn't get scared at that one? You kind of must have been comfortable with that one because, mm. like, you oh, know, what well, was, I was
1: scared when I didn't when. Well, I was nervous when I didn't see the tree because then, like, yeah. say, first thing you're thinking is why two in the morning, yeah. why someone throwing stones or whatever it was at me at my van, you know what I mean? Yeah,
3: that happened to me in Morcombe when I was a kid, you know, when I was a kid, and I never put two and two together. Walking down an old country lane that leads to the beach, and these twigs are flying over the. We just put it down to teenagers, we just, but it's like half ah, two in the morning, yeah, you're trying to do the all night, you know, when you're like 15, 16, and it took in like. Things we don't, I remember we were on a kids camping holiday, you know, in school, sex and every one of us blamed everyone else. Actually, I think I might have been about 13 thinking about it. I must have been a really naughty yeah. kid. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we all started kind of blaming the other person. But well, you spoke about the tree there being pushed. Bigfoot Tony's actually got, have you seen that video, the tree pushing thing? Yeah. It looks like a gorilla's arm pushing that tree over in Wales. Yeah. That would terrify me. Well, the guys want to go and camp there next month. Yeah, they're going to go for a, a camp house. So if you're up for that, you right. just let them know and I'll put you in so <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, that's what they're going to do. They're going to start saying out. We, and,
2: we had, uh, we had, I told you about, didn't you, We had an area just back in where which was called uh, Devil's Dyke. And yeah. when, we, when we was little, you know, when we were both teenagers, say, 12. 30, we used to go out and, you know, swing the trees. Yeah. You know, do all what teenagers don't do anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. And then we... Um, you know, and it was always a place just behind it. It's again near a river, and at the back yep. of there was a dyke in yeah, But They always it. called it Devil's Dyke, and I thought, why did they call it Devil's Dyke? I never knew, and then I saw my cousin a few years ago, and I said, I said well, we used to play Devil's Dyke. Yeah, yeah. I said, why was it called Devil's Dyke? Mm. What well, Devil was there, it was horns on. Probably the creature they were horns on, I thought. Then he was on about that. Yeah. The goat man. Yeah. Before,
3: you call him sheep squatting in the south of America, yeah. you don't And goat man in the north. Goat
2: man. He said a, a been there, they called it devil, because he, he had horns. Mm. Yeah. So that's why they called it but devil's our dyke. Early
3: got, our early gods, <coughs> like St. Ernest and Pan, they had horns. Yeah. So, you know, we're quite used to having a horned... Creature in the woods in the UK, if you think about it, it's in our history, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Elementals,
2: you know? isn't it? Elementals. And it, you're
3: not that far from Bartry there, from what I can think. I've not got my map up at the minute, ooh. but there is an account from Barter of a 15 year old girl who's playing in exactly the same kind of area that you're talking about. And yeah. that had the name like Dead Dog Alley or something like this mm. An old a yeah, um, name. Isn't
1: it?
3: <laughs> yeah. And it was a place where they said, don't go and play down there. You know, it's like this haunted down there and you hear screams and all this. And her and her mate are playing there because you don't want to get caught wagging it. And they see, she said, she was really curious about it. A friend was terrified. That, um, and he, she said he looked like he was using the leaves to hide his face. And she just described it as like um, a caveman type face. Yeah, yeah. And mm. then I thought about it and I thought, that's the green man. Mm. And I said to her, what do you mean? And she went, like, I could, she said almost as if the leaves were a mask and he was using the leaves in the shadow to watch us and we couldn't see him. And it was just the position we were in at that split second where we made eye contact. And that was, for me, I thought that's exactly what happened to me. Yeah. If I'd have looked in a different direction, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing to this day. Yeah. You know, and that gets now. us back to, are you supposed to see them? Mm. You know, we, we just don't know, do we? But we have hardly talked about the of Bigfoot, have we? So I'm going to ask if one of you guys would like to come, well, both of you would like to come on my show.
1: Absolutely.
3: Um, and uh, we'll we'll just have a gab and we'll just let it go for as long as we can because I think we've got a lot of shared experiences, haven't yeah. we? Most definitely. But um, what I was thinking is, you, I know you like, you like your werewolves and your dogmen and you know your all all those kind of stories. What is your, because I don't know a lot about them, I just checked the sighting, do you think that there are either misidentified wild men, a creature in their own entity, or they're just some kind of, what was somebody told me the other day that they think it's just because people are feeding into it, that it's creating this creature, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, They've been yeah, sightings like,
1: of, like a tulper, yeah. Yeah,
3: there's been sightings of canid creatures. In, in the human race forever. Oh, yeah. Whereas you go back to any civilization, there will be a dog headed deity, shall yeah, we like call a black, it? Yeah, black shook, yeah I, I think there might be a similar, maybe a, another, just another form of cryptid that's out there that we don't understand. What do you guys think?
2: I, I like the idea. A guy was saying the other day, I was told you about a guy was on a radio show and he was on about Bigfoot and Dog Man. And mm. he said, which is, which made sense to me, he says, end of the day, he says, they're here. They're from the earth. They they lived have been yeah. here for millions of years. We haven't. Mm. We're not you know, they've been here before us. Mm. So Earthwalkers, they they can yeah. Earth walkers, so they've been here they they're connected to the earth, the energies, the ley lines. Yeah, they're they connected are. to Mother Earth and the energies. Mm. We're 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 out of touch. We're not we in are. touch with them.
3: We, we so, need houses to live in. They yeah, don't.
2: They don't. So we need
3: clothing. They don't. You know. Yeah,
2: so I think they can cloak themselves. I think they can. Mm. So easily would they can they use? Yeah, Mother I don't. Earth. I don't yeah. go
1: that. Don't go that far. I think uh, they do. I think you know animals have a way of hiding. That's you know the the nature of it. Um, you know that's the nature of camouflage. So, but no, I, I get the impression that they are uh, flesh and blood. Mm. I think they do exist. Oh yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, definitely, yeah definitely. Not, I don't really go into this. Uh, you know, interdimensional being, although it, there's quite But bit there, there is there, you because might be they... Mixing, yeah.
3: The people mix up cloaking with invisibility, it might be a natural ability.
0: Yeah. You know, when, so, we, yeah. when we
3: first saw this, say, like, a, I don't know, Andy McGrath always says when you, you would have seen a chameleon change many years, of, hundreds of years ago, they would have thought that was magical. Yeah. But it's an actual physical thing that they can do. <clears throat> Maybe we could do that back then. Maybe we could... Blend in. Yes. It just in. I, ridiculous things that I do, like hiding in bushes at the side of Iceland, I have this thing about (laughs) rhododendrons, (laughs) wherever there are sightings, there are rhododendron trees, and sacredly, back in time, they used the rhododendron to banish our astral travel, but I found out in a physiological sense, it's actually drier when you're in there than it is on the outside. And mm. it's like being in a huge umbrella. Yeah. So the last time we had snow and um, I was able to get out, I hid in the road in bush to see that if anybody would see me. And they didn't. And the dogs went past and everything. They never bothered to smell me. And I thought, what if it's something as simple as... It is really easier to camouflage yourself in a rhododendron bush. Mm. And I've got bright pink clothing on. and try tried to make myself as noticeable well, as that,
1: possible. I mean, that's what we do. I mean, the SAS, yes. they will, exactly. you know, they will, if they're on observation, they will scoop the inside out of, out of a bush, just scoop yeah. the inside out, and then just sit yeah. in the hole. Yeah.
3: Well, I think that that's the kind of shelter we need to be looking for. Not these American bushcraft things that you say. We want natural Shelters. That's where I would be. Mm. I wouldn't be in a made shelter on a on a path so that somebody could find me. I'd be tucked in down somewhere where I knew I had a back door to get out of as well. You know, and they are the type of structures that we're finding. And strangely enough, we're finding them on the hill forts.
1: Yeah, I've done. I've done done that. You know, I was Mm -hmm. on. I was. um, I can't remember if it was the police or a security guy, but we was we was running away from whoever it was. I was, I think it was the police. And I actually. Just jumped under this bush, right down. There. There's, a, mm. there's a trail going through the back of here, trail going through, and I just literally dived under this bush and just stayed still. And you know, they stood stood next to me for about five five minutes yeah. or something. And this is this is evening, so it's, it's yeah. daylight, and they stood stood there talking. I could hear them both talking, and then they just gave up and went home or whatever. But yeah, there was literally mm. there was literally, well, I don't know, uh, maybe two inches from me, their boots. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah. and all your
3: fear is is of being caught.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I was in and I was in well, bright I, I was in my Liverpool that. top, so I was in a bright red top.
0: Yeah.
3: You know? Chris Turner says in elusive, it's not just being spotted for them, it's life or death yeah, course, for yeah. them. Yeah. They fear they don't fear us because we hold no threat to them. Mm. But they do know that we can affect the, their way, and we would go running in the Peak District. One was seen in 1890, and instantly 60 people were raised from the village, and they went out after it with guns. Yeah. And
0: Ooh.
3: they described it as going through those trees like we would call predator now. That it just went through those trees like nothing. Yeah. All these years later, 2015, you've got a guy in Henley who says exactly the same thing. It went through the trees like predator, yeah. and he's a tree surgeon. Yeah. And he said he's used to your normal woodland noise and whatever. And it was snapping those branches, but he could see them snapping and he could see them moving, but he couldn't see what was causing it. It was, yep. He said it was like Predator. In the yep. film, it just was fluid and it went through through those trees. And they're exactly the same account at Deep in Dark Dean. And you can match those two areas by the t- tape systems underneath the UK and with the river systems, what we call the green corridors, above. Mm. So you could clearly, you know, in the, where I live, where all of the sulphur titans are on the Irwell, there is cave systems that come up in the Peak District, and if you look at the lines on the map, they skirt Manchester and head to the Peak District. Mm. Um, my husband's just come in, he's made my tea
0: for me. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I I am going to have to go in a minute unfortunately I've got to speak to somebody at 5 but if you want to pick it up I'm not doing anything after that phone call we can keep going then if you like or we can just do it another time.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, are happy to come on to your show. Absolutely. Are, so. Yeah. yeah de- absolutely. Well, that's, that, that's, um,
3: uh, when we're not recording, I'll tell you a little bit more, more about that because that's what the phone call's about in a minute. I yeah. think that's to just, yeah. um, cross the I's and dot the T's and things like that. Mm. But uh, anytime you want me to come back on, I will definitely find a way and I will get back and I'll come on because I, I'll be honest. Most people are not usually this nice to me. You've been absolutely got beautiful. Yeah,
2: hair you, of you. You've been fantastic. Yeah. So, <laughs> been so just, you really yeah, have so full of knowledge.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I, really and good. we do, um, we can, we do the live feeds. Us people absolutely love the live feed. Yeah. So next time one of them's popping up, I'll let you know, and you can either jump on or just join in in the chat. Yeah,
1: we'll it's big. not just
3: bigfoot. It's we all have similar interests. I think yeah. you'd really enjoy it. Yeah. yeah? Sounds yeah, oh, fantastic. Do you just want right. to
1: uh, tell people where they can find your website before you go?
3: Oh, it's uh, British Bigfoot Sighting Reports, it is. But if you, you you can just pop, if you put Deborah Hatswell and British Bigfoot in Google, I will pop up. Uh, (laughs) There's not that many people collecting the sightings. And my YouTube channel is just Deborah Hatswell, British Bigfoot. I try and keep it as as easy as I can. And don't worry if you don't think you've seen a Bigfoot. If you've had a weird experience, talk to me about it because I probably know somebody else that's had it and I might be able to just help a little bit. And you don't have to go online. You don't have to come on the show. I'm quite happy to take it in an anonymous. I have lots of anonymous accounts that are not on that map. Um, I'm all about empowering people, me, and saying, you know, you're not on your own. There's other people who've seen that kind of thing.
1: Absolutely. Well, fantastic. Thank you very very much, Deborah.
3: It's been great. Thanks very much. Bye. Take care. Bye now. Bye.
2: Well, they've gone. No, just for now. It
0: wasn't the right time for us to meet. But there'll be other nights, other stars for us to watch. They'll be back.